0: Good evening, this is Andel Banks, your host of Wish Upon a Star. Wish Upon a Star is a dynamic radio program spotlighting talent in the arts arena with discussions of the challenges and some advice in making it in the visual, musical, literary, painting, and performing arts. As a unique part of the show, we will interview professional guests in the fields of community development programs, entertainment law, copywriting, studio recording, publishing, and promoters. And who fits better into that category, ladies and gentlemen, than our guest today, Shirley Cheeks Diallo? She is a writer, director, producer, inventor, and the business owner of Kids Soap Books and dolls. She creates dolls or morality. Each doll teaches our kids a different moral to contemplate in their lives. Shirley's teachings, writings, and her dolls touch on subjects of decency and dignity. She writes and educates and promotes the teachings to our young people to honor one another, to honor themselves. To honor their parents, honor the teachers, and her teaching, give hope. Relative to her live presentation, she states, She guarantees to catch the attention of all who are present with her wit, vitality, and commitment to educate people of all cultures, ages, and educational backgrounds. Her writings. Is to give people hope, something to read, educate, and entertain. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Shirley, to the show.
1: Hi, this is Shirley of the Kids Soap Books and Dolls. Good evening. And we
0: are very happy to have you. I have to admit, and say to our audience how diligent you were in making sure that I kept my promise and put you on the show.
1: So okay. we're going to start
0: with the questions, <laughs> because I really appreciate that. I've been so busy, but you should never be too busy to remember the good stuff, you know, and some of the things mm-hmm. I did was pretty good for Father's Day. Mm-hmm. To start off, let's say something like uh, you're creative, and some say there's nothing new under the sun. But I looked at some of your writings and the dolls of morality for our young men. and this proves to me that that saying is wrong. This is something new because I've never heard of dolls of morality. How did this avenue of creativity come about?
1: Well, actually, I believe a lot of it um comes from God. A lot of my writing Um, is definitely a gift from God. I think a lot of it comes through my um, listening to God. Um, Actually, some of it comes through dreams. I dream sometimes of the different books that I write, and I believe that that's coming from the power of the Holy Ghost.
0: The power, that's a good word, because that's what really guides us.
1: I know your
0: dolls and your writings are mostly geared towards kids, but who can benefit from this effort besides our kids?
1: Well, I believe that everyone in the community um, of all ages, not just the kids, but all of us can use a little reminder of things that even our parents taught us, we can always be reminded and it doesn't hurt to be reminded. It doesn't hurt to remember respect, remember the the decency, remember about truth, telling the truth, remembering about being honorable. These are the things that all of us can benefit from. But if we catch the children at a small age, I'm hoping that the dolls and the way they were created is to capture the small children's attention from like ages maybe two, three, four, because they're designed to capture those small kids' attention. And I believe that if we capture the children's attention at a young age and install these uh, values and morals in them, that it will actually help cut down one day even on the crime. Even in areas that we have, we have a lot of problems in our communities. But if we teach the kids ways of, to respect one another, um, respect each other's cultures, I believe it will start cutting down a lot on a lot of oh, needs
0: Absolutely. I don't think anyone would disagree with that, and you're absolutely right. And it's more so prevalent in this society today when everybody just says whatever they want to say. Did some of the memories from your neighborhood or your childhood enter into your writing for your books?
1: Yes, I think so. I think um, a lot of the uh, characters uh, come from some of the people that I might have um, came in contact with when I was young, um, when I was in elementary school. Um, we had all different cultures um, mixed in, and it was wonderful. I mean, um, I learned a lot. And I think that when we don't understand a lot of the different cultures, we fight against things that we don't understand. So well, actually, the different dolls are all different cultures. They're not just mm. one race. They're all different cultures mixed in and throughout the the book writing you'll get a little bit of each one of the cultures so you can understand a little bit uh, about um the different cultures and it helps the kids. So they don't fight against the cultures but they understand. Yeah. Mhm. I agree. Um and like you're saying,
0: um people today now because it's become so perfect. And involved in these different cultural types, they call it the human race. Everybody's using that term now. Mm-hmm. They say still cultures, but we are all a part of the human race. That's what we have to start respecting. Also, the cultures, but that we are all human race. Everybody smiles together. Everybody, you know, sings the same. I mean, it's 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 not that separate. We have to, like you said. Respect the Cultures. Explain to us what Kids Soaps is all about, and how does it refer to uh, whatever the idea you had?
1: Kids Soaps. Well, I'm hoping that the word soaps is like the soap opera. It's like a soap opera for children. Okay. But it, it entertains the kids. It gives them something informative. It educates but it captures their attention by saying soap operas. Most of the kids can relate to soap operas. Um, they see the parents, or so people that they know watching the soap operas all day, you know, some, some of them. <laughs> and hopefully the word soap operas will capture the children's attention so that they will want to read. Let me see what's on the kids' soap operas. So they will want to dig in and read. And once they get into reading, then we capture their attention and we teach we teach them some of the different molds and different ways um, of being, uh, you know, respectful, of course, and um, the different cultures that I referred to earlier. So we okay. capture their attention by saying the kids soap operas. And actually that's what I – a lot of times when I'm out and – I'm actually, I've done a lot of uh, volunteering and I'm doing storytelling sometimes throughout the holidays. And that's what I call myself, the kid soap opera writer. (laughs) And it captures their attention. Okay, how does that
0: work? Okay, uh, I'm not into soap operas, but I do know about soap operas. But I know, I'm so old, I remember chapter (laughs) movies. And, uh, uh... You always want to know, so what you're saying, that is a very inclusive point, that they would have to read to find out what happens next. Right. That's a very good point. That reading, so it enhances reading as well as include the morals in the story. So it works something like that? You have to read one thing but in order to find out what happens next?
1: Yes, so it brings back some of the reading. And also, each one of the dolls, they represent a color, on their jersey or in front of their shirt. So it teaches okay. the, the, the colors that the doll represents. It teaches the number for the small kids that are trying to learn the numbers. Um, and each color has a number. Like, say, for instance, um, decency. Her jersey is yellow, so it teaches the children the color yellow. And her number on the front of her jersey is five, and she's a cheerleader. And decency helps kind of, um, let's say, um, when about the cheerleaders being this and that. She kind of offsets what people think of the cheerleaders because she comes in and teaches the cheerleading part of being decent, what it means to be decent. Not the stereotype of the old cheerleaders, um, saying they are this and they are that. Well, decency is a cheerleader. And she teaches actually ways to be decent. So it kinda knocks that stereotype that we used to think of about all oh, cheerleaders are this and that and nah nah nah. No, this this cheerleader teaches different ways for the little girls and little boys to be decent.
0: Okay, well, you took up the next question, which was uh, a story of the creation of the moral dollars. So you said decency. So go over that again about the yellow and the red concept. Now, what was that? Uh, so you have oh,
1: okay. one each, moral and each decency. One, okay. each, doll, each doll has a different color that they wear on okay. their right. shirt. So they teach the children in the book the color that's on the shirt and also the number. Oh, And so okay. we go from number one to right now number seven. So there's seven different dolls, and there's oh. seven different colors, and each one of the dolls represents a color, a color which is on the, the front of them.
0: Okay, do you have that in front of you so you can run that down? Because I might repeat that again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have it in front of me. <laughs>
0: Okay, because somebody's going to steal it, so, okay, here we go. (laughs) Okay, the yellow is is number one, and she's decency, and then you have red.
1: Well, yellow is number five, decency. Okay. She teaches the number five, the color yellow, and she teaches decency, and she's a cheerleader. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's seven different dolls, and each one has a color that they represent, and a number on the front of their jersey or T-shirt or whatever that's on the front of them.
0: Always. Okay, so red, you you don't have that yet, or what? Yes,
1: I do have a red. A red is honor. He's number seven. He has a red T-shirt. Okay. He wears a red
0: and T-shirt.
1: He has the number seven.
0: And blue? And, would you...
1: and blue is number six. And she has a blue jersey on, and she teaches about the color blue, and she represents the number six in the color blue, and her name is Faith.
0: Oh, okay. Uh-huh. All right, let me see. I got yellow. That's the primary color. It's yellow, red,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> blue. Do we have an orange and blue? Do we
1: have an orange? Yes, we have Truth coming in in orange, and he's number one.
0: Okay. Truth. Okay. All right. Let's see. Is it purple or what? No
1: purple. No purple. No purple and no black. We have green. She she wears green, and she also has an apron in front of her dress, and she... Um, represents the number four, so she has a four okay. in the front of her dress, and the color green, and her name is Respect.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Do we have with okay, than one? I don't see two.
1: We have three, which is pl- um dignity. Number three is dignity. Okay. And she teaches the color white. She has a white shirt, white T-shirt, and a number okay. three in front of it. Um, and then we have Pride, which is number two. And he wears a um, black jersey and a number two in the front.
0: Okay. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. And seven was mm-hmm. red.
1: Red. That's number seven. That's honor. And he also does a little rap and a little song.
0: In, the, in the Oh, book. wow. See that you were holding on that back. That is really
1: cool.
0: <laughs> and like I said, I've never even heard of it. And like I said, we're going to repeat that at the end of this show. To carry on, uh, let's... I, I don't even think this question is relevant, but I'm going to ask it anyway. At any point on your journey, did you think to change course and embark on something more lucrative, meaning that I know as an artist, I said, well, if I ain't making a whole lot of money at such such a time, I'm going to give this up and get me another, a real job. (laughs) (laughs) But did you ever think about that? Well, maybe this will work and maybe it won't. Did you have any discourse about that or not?
1: Uh -uh, No, not really. When I go out and I went to different um, community centers and I was volunteering around Christmas time, and I see the joy that the dolls, when I bring the dolls out, and the joy that it brings to the kids, um, I have no 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 reason to stop, no reason to stop at all. Um, right. The joy that you see on the kids' faces, and sometimes they try to capture the dolls; they want to take them home with them.
0: <laughs> right.
1: But now, Do so you actually make them to sell, or you just use
0: them for your presentation?
1: Well, eventually we want to be able to have them so people can order them. But right now I just bring them out when I do the uh, storytelling with them.
0: Okay, Mm -hmm. because that was one of my questions. So I have to write down You already answered that in your Mm -hmm. storytelling. Okay, explain to us how important morals is. And do you feel that the one should get the basics in the home?
1: Well... Yes, of course, we know a lot starts at home because before the kids come to school, um, the first teaching is actually the parents. Yeah. So a lot of the basic laws should be taught before they even get to school. Um, They should already be taught, of course, how to respect the parents and how to respect the teachers before they get to school. But unfortunately, sometimes the kids, don't get it from home. So just knowing that it's something that we can help them with um, as a community so that um, the children do get it one way or the other. And I think um, this would help a lot. I think just having something that they will enjoy reading, and it will, like you said, it will bring back reading because a lot of times the kids now are watching TV or doing a lot of things with the cell phones. And they might be missing the part about just reading and, and getting into um, just the books themselves. It'll help them in school because they'll have to. They will be um, reading when they get to school. So actually exactly. these, dolls, mm-hmm. these dolls and the books will start at a young age. But like I said, right. we can all benefit we can all benefit from the stories.
0: I know, you're absolutely correct. They need to learn that. And I don't know why, but um hmm, I know when I was raising my son the television was a no no. I mean, it was no television until a certain hour and that was it. But everything else was reading. And based on what you're saying as well, before entering school, children should know all of these things. And the parents don't seem to realize the reason why things happen when they go to school is because they don't have that before they go to school. I don't know why we some, some parents don't understand that. My next question is the same thing. How would you define the importance of having good moral behavior? I'm saying... If you don't have good moral behavior, I think it's like a wheel and a a, a a bicycle. It can go and do all make you do all kinds of detours in life if you don't have good morals. Do you believe something like that?
1: Yes, of course. Yes, um, most definitely. If our morals are all messed up, then we could do anything. Anything. Um so we want to install it, and we want to remember to um, talk to the children and young children because these, this is the young children are going to be our future. They're going to be our doctors. Yes. They're going to be right. our lawyers. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: so we want them to have good morals. We don't yes. want a society that's going to be based on do anything. But you want them to be able to stand for something and so that they won't do anything. I think what
0: you're doing should go across the globe, because I have the feeling that they are not having good moral behavior, and no matter how much people fight it and say, well, it's society, it starts at home. The kids at 14, 15 years old, killing people in schools, I mean, what do you know at 14 years of age? What have you experienced at the 14 years of age that would make you pick up a rifle and go and kill anywhere from 15 to 30 people? That is a moral behavior that a person cannot control. But something happened from the time that kid left his house to the time that he got to school. Now, it could have been bullying and all that crazy stuff, but that's because the other kids didn't have moral behavior either. Mm-hmm. I'm, having, I'm having a difficult time with this killings in schools. I'm having a very difficult time um, pinpointing that nobody seems to understand where this is coming from. Because these kids are only 14 or 15 years old. There's no way in the world they could have lived a life where they would have that much hatred to go and kill that many people. But uh, Moving yeah. on to the respectful things that you're doing, did you ever mm-hmm. think that you would develop this product and write it into a business venture, or did you get joy for a hobby?
1: Um, Pretty much I wanted to get it out into all the different homes and into our communities, and I didn't know the way that I would go about it. But it was mm-hmm. laid on my heart to do it. So it became a business. It started out um, just as something that I can volunteer and share at different community centers, and people offered to let me come into the schools. Um, People were even saying, oh, you can make this a curriculum. Some of the parents felt so strong about it when they heard me doing the storytelling. They said, oh, we need this so bad in the schools, teaching teaching decency. We need this in the schools. And that's how it began to grow. Um, It began to um, bloom. Um, So I began to try to do the best I can to get the books out, and some of them are at the printers now. Um, I actually try to get to more of the community centers. And some, most of the time, it's around the holiday times that they call me and do the storytelling um, around the um, Christmas holidays, um, around the different holidays. So, but I would like to do it year-round, and uh, one of my goals is to try to get into the schools. And some, some of the schools that the people have offered me to come to, I will start with them first. But it 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 really is um, something that I think too that we need because it hurts bad. It hurts. Yes. It was like it, it it hurts bad to see kids hurting one another. Yes. Um, and at first it's like shocking. It's like shocking. Oh my goodness, this happened at a school, and then it happened again. It's shocking. Then after that, you feel this just tremendous pain being a a parent myself and I'm feeling for these people that their children went off to school one day and they're just not coming home and it's just so painful to even and and it's not just those parents that it's happening to but it's all the parents begin to feel it we we know it's like oh you feel this pain for them. You you just and like you're in shock yourself. You're like, oh, it couldn't have happened again. What's going on? It was very painful to see this happen. So anything I could do to help to, to capture these children's attention, teach them about respect. Teach them a little bit about decency exactly hoping yeah, that they, exactly. they will um, latch on to it by saying this is a soap opera. Maybe they will say, okay, this is a soap opera. Let me see what's happening the next day or, or the next book that comes out. Let me read a little bit more what it means to be respectful to each other, um, respect each other's cultures, um, respect my teacher a little bit more. So hopefully these books can do that, and that's what they're designed to do, to capture their attention and maybe get some of it at an at a early age
0: installed. Exactly, exactly. Uh, my son passed two years ago, but he left a great legacy. I had um, one young granddaughter and six great-grandchildren who are all infants and growing up in this society. So that's why it behooves me to, to really be very upset about it cause they still have a long way to go. Have you contacted the board of education in your area or whatever to see if you can get them in all the schools?
1: Well, this is what people are asking me to do, but when I set out yeah. I had no my mind no mindset to even go into the schools, but these are things that people are asking me to actually do. They yes. are really intrigued about the concept. And yes. I had no idea it was gonna go. Um, like this, of course, and try to get into the school. Um, That's going to be my next thing. I'm going to try to get into the school um, as soon as possible because people are asking me actually to do this.
0: All right, only that, that too, you go to your congressman. First you start with your councilwoman, your delegate, your senator, and all of them to see if you can get funding and also for the things that you might need to do this. What we're going to do, Shirley, is take a little break right now, and we will be back in 30 seconds.
1: Okay. Right. Let's get loose. This trick. Yeah. Yeah. What up y'all? Just came yeah. to your city to serve a
0: up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Show me love. Yeah. Show me love. Uh. Hop off the plane to a new show. What up? And all the shorties, they be waiting on me. Show me. Thugs packing their pistols. Hi. But ain't nobody aiming on me. Not me Got a pocket full of fresh dough Dope, So you know I got a bacon, homie it for me. And I'm thankful Ooh. Get whatever you want for some... Well, good afternoon and welcome back. This is Adele Banks, your host or Wish Upon a Star. And our guest today is Ms. Shirley Cheeks-Diallo. She's a writer, director, a producer, and an inventor, and a business owner of Kids Soap Books and Dolls. And we've been talking about how she can really get this into all of the schools in her particular area. If anybody else has any suggestions, you can send it to us, Wish Upon a Star. And comments and suggestions can be sent via email at radio34 at com. We do live streamlines on any of 50 affiliate stations at bbsradio.com forward slash affiliate-partners. You can find us on iTunes, Facebook, and listen to our previous broadcast in the archive link. Again, you would go to bbsradio.com forward slash star hashtag archive. Now we're going to return to our guest. This Shirley cheek Dialo, and I'm going to ask you, Shirley, let's say we have some people in the audience who really know what the concept of society is today and what's happening with our young people. What advice can you give our audience who has a passion to help others and our young people, but they just don't know where to start?
1: Well, I would say follow your heart, um, your first mind. What is it that you want to do? What comes across your mind? Do what comes across your mind. Follow your heart. Because I believe that uh, God speaks to us through our heart. And Mm -hmm. from our heart, it goes to our mind. And if you feel some deep passion for something that can help people, I say do it. It's nothing really that's holding you back other than yourselves most of the time. It's ourselves that hold us back. Um, Once you venture out, people will help you. They will take your hand and they will help you. You will get funding. People will find ways to get you funding. Um, If it's something great and you really feel a passion for it, I say go for it. Don't hold yourself back. Put it out there and see who picks it up and who will help you.
0: Absolutely. And do you know sometimes, I I had a little say where it says, (laughs) sometimes when you put things out there and you think it's going to work and it'll surprise you and it works every time. And it reminds me of the Pet Rock (laughs) every time I think about that. (laughs) That's what that reminds me. I've done the same thing. Uh, I said, no, I don't want to take the art to a gallery. I don't want to teach nobody nothing. And I went out there and did it. And now it's been a great success ever since. You just have to what is that, leap of faith or walk of faith? And start, like you said, follow your heart because your heart is what will lead you because we, as a human beings, have initiatives that we know we want to do something. But you just go. And sometimes it doesn't even take a lot of money. If you're no, doing something you really time. love,
1: it's not even a job.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, right.
0: How long have you been doing um, this endeavor, Shirley? And do you have any help in the business or is it just a
1: Well, I've been working on this for the kids' soap operas for about two years now. Um, My oldest son is the uh, illustrator. He drew all the um, characters. Oh, okay. David, he's my oldest son, and he's also an artist. He's my illustrator. Oh, we're going to have to put him on the show. What's his name? David. David. You're going to have
0: to contact him. Okay, go
1: ahead. <laughs> He's a terrific artist. Oh, and, yes. and he did a wonderful job. He drew all the artwork in all seven other books. Wow, he works that's fantastic. He's a hard worker. He, he is truly a gift from God. He is truly yeah. a gift. Um, David works very hard. He has his B.S. degree and his master's. Um, and he took time out to do the drawing for Mom, so I appreciate him very much. Oh, but that's not That wasn't his degree. it wasn't uh, an art
0: or illustration.
1: I've always told him that he um that's his talent um his okay. talent, and he actually can he actually. Started drawing before he really started talking. Well, (laughs) so right, his natural born talent. I always told him, I said, David, you can make a lot of money with your drawing, with your art, because that's your talent. But he, um, he actually helps in different departments um, in um, sports. Um, He. doesn't work here in town, but he um, went into um, the sporting. He's into um, sports and a personal trainer. Oh, okay. He works with the uh, children in the YMCA and different other places, but he's also a personal trainer, and um, he enjoys that. He enjoys that aspect, and I enjoy having him to work on this project with me so much. Oh, is, great! And, and <laughs> it's something that eventually I'm hoping that um, each—I have three sons, and each one of them can um, give towards this same project because they're all talented in the arts and in some field. So, oh, my, great! Um, youngest. Youngest son has his B.S., and he just uh, graduated from college, and um, and he uh, um, has a B.S. in ITTM music. So I'm going to see if he can make the jingle that goes with the kids' soap books.
0: So there you go. Son, mm-hmm. and, he,
1: <laughs> and my middle son, he likes to sing, so he's going to be the one, the voice for the rapper, that um, number seven, that's Honor.
0: Yeah. But see there, you're on your way, yeah. See there? next yeah. one Again, mm-hmm. like I said,
1: contact people in your area,
0: and the schools and everywhere, and tell them what you're doing. Make sure you write all this up. The reason why I was getting into David and what he was doing, what his degree is, because lots of times mothers don't know, uh, even my mother, I got a scholarship for art, and I didn't want to be in art. So I went to, and I took computer science and got into technology but I still love my art, so now I do my art, you see? But, uh, uh, so that's great. That is absolutely wonderful. And I will have him on the show. I know I have a lot of uh, authors on my show. It's one of the major things I have is authors, people who write books. And they tell me about how they encounter, encounter some obstacles through book writing, publishing, and the promotions of their books. Have you had any? And if so, let our audience know that what did you go through in order to have your books published?
1: Okay. Um, Sometimes, of course, we know the economics part, the money. (laughs) Right. Um, Some of the big publishing companies, they ask for a whole lot of money. But actually, that was my first obstacle that I had to overcome, um, actually trying to find out how I can get this done without putting out $10,000 or $15,000.
0: Did you look up
1: self-publishing? And that's what I started doing, to self-publishing. Right. And it took a while to get there because right. you, you, you first you want to go the route where you just go to the publishing company and let them do it all because that's the easy way. But eventually, I learned a little better. You can get the yeah. same thing done if you take your mm-hmm. time and do it yourself. And that's what exactly. I would tell people. If you want to write, you can do a lot of this that the big publishing company would do themselves, yourself. You can get it done. Just take it. time. And I think you
0: can get yours done extremely well because you've got a lot of illustrators. I've seen some people write poetry books, and I go like, oh, mm-hmm. my God, I wouldn't want to buy that. <laughs> <laughs> because they didn't have the, they didn't look out for people who could be illustrators and people who could spell. And I mm-hmm. used to be an editor for for some people who wrote books. They took it to the publishers, like you said. But uh, there's so much misspell. I found eighty some mistakes, and this was oh. her second printing. And it was a book about finance, and she told me oh, to wow. edit it for. Her. And it had, I counted eighty mistakes. At the second printing. So, like I said, self-publishing, and you've got people around you who can do the illustration, so it's not going to look like something that a three-year-old child did. So those are the two things you have working for you, even though you want to do self-publishing. You know, you just have to take your time and do that, and uh, you can edit your own work to make sure that it's not grammatically incorrect. Because that's what yeah. I found out, that some people found out, even though they went to the big publishers. The book is still not correct enough to be putting on the market right as right. we go further you know what you, dedication is going to make you continue because you've got the passion you've got the dedication and you've got the consistency so what words of wisdom give you feel as though you can you know give to our audience dealing with situations mainly about moral principles for our young in today's society, it doesn't necessarily have to be parents. We see young people. Would you advise uh-huh. that? What moral principles can we bestow or tell people to bestow upon our young people?
1: Well, if we approach them in a positive way, try to approach the young people in a positive way, and Correct. kind of get it to kind of get it in there on us. The Lie. Don't just go right. and say something just direct out your mouth because you want them to pick up the way you are, too, the way you are approaching them. So if you approach them the wrong way, of course they're going to back off for anything that you say. Right. If you approach them wrongly. But if you come into them in a, in a comfortable in a warm way and relaxed way, Mm -hmm. That's the way that you want to project yourself in order to get the more out, because they're going to pick up what they see more quickly than what they're going to hear from you. Right. If they see you um, being loud and abrupt and just screaming and howling at them, they'll pick that up. Right, But if they see you coming to them relaxed with a mindset to tell them something that's going to be good for them, that's going to last the rest of their life, they're going to pick that up too. Hopefully they pick up that from you and not pick up the the wildness that um, some people come to the children with screaming and howling and yelling and cursing. If you do that, guess what? That's the part they're going to pick up. And then when they go to school... They screaming, howling and coughing at the teachers. And they're like, Well, where do you think this comes from? Especially from a, a child that's four and five just going to school. That, the teachers have to no, know that's what's going on at home because they haven't even been at school yet to pick it up from other people at the school. <laughs> yep. So That's what we were saying. That that's basic from home. Right. It's basically from they're gonna pick up what they see. And a lot of what they hear. But hopefully the hearing part will be relaxed so that the children can pick that part up. And if they pick that part up, then half the battle is already won. Because sure. when they go to school, they're going to be relaxed. And, they, and they're and they going to feel like they can project themselves and talk to people in a calm manner. And they'll they'll learn that. So hopefully... That's one of the things that um, some of the books will actually um, come forth and bring forth. And they're also um, designed to uh, be fun. Yeah. Not all about, you know, just the strictness, but also you want to bring, you know, relaxation, some fun too, so the kids won't get back off. Children have to be children. I think we're taking a little bit too much from the children too at an early age.
0: Yeah you're absolutely right i used to teach in virginia and i taught medical technology and these were these kids that have gone past that stage surely oh you know these are these 13 year olds 14 15 and you know when they get to that age (laughs) you can't tell them anything and it just so happens that Based on the strategy that you said, that's the strategy I used. I talked to them very calmly. You know, these three little young girls, they would come in the classroom half an hour late, walk across the classroom. I had 33 students. And I just calmly told them that, you know, you scare people when you do that.
1: What you talking about, Miss Banks?
0: <laughs> I said, yeah, you scare people because you're doing something that disrespects the rest of the class. Why would you do that? I said, I tell you what, you can leave. Well, we had to eat breakfast. I said, well, I would suggest you get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, eat your breakfast, and then you'll be ready to get here at 8.30. Oh, Miss Banks? I calmly said it to him. I said, because you're disrespecting other people, and you don't want to do that. So I said, well, you can just leave. They went to the director and told me that I put him out the car. And just so happened, the director <laughs> followed my lead and gave him three, day, three days suspension. I know when they got home. Ooh, Lord. I know them parents told them something. And do you believe, for the rest of the semesters, I never had no problems out of them, not one. Wonderful,
1: wonderful. Not
0: one. So what you're saying is true, and I want you to get that into the schools because we need it desperately.
1: Yes, a lot of people are saying that to me. And now I'm going to try the, the route. I have to find the route to get it into the school the proper way. But, yes, a lot of people are saying that to me. We could use this as a curriculum. Why aren't you in the school? System? You have to go to
0: your delegate first because the right. delegate's playing with all this literature we're getting today. Then Give me a break. So you have to – I always say make people feel ashamed. So you need to go to the delegate, your counsel person the Senate, the Congress, wherever you have to go to let them know this is what you have that needs in our school. And they claim they want to stop violence in the neighborhood. That's what they claim, right? Mm-hmm. So why not yes. bring a package and a product to them to see whether or not – because you can get money from them. I got money from them to go to school, to mm-hmm. go to college, you know, because they ask me certain questions, you know. But to carry on to what you're doing – Do you have a motto or some type of logo or symbol you use?
1: I just do the kids' soaps. That's all, the kids' soap operas. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you don't, and you just call it kids' soap. Just the picture, just the whole picture of all the uh, the, the, um, characters.
0: Okay. You see all the
1: characters, and then you see the kids' soap operas.
0: Okay, Do you mean the dolls?
1: The doll characters, yes.
0: Okay, the doll characters. Okay. Okay, fine.
1: Now, when people write
0: certain things, of course, you're writing for kids. So what would, do you have a certain style in that? Or yes, people might want to hear this for the simple reason. Everybody wants to write, but they just don't know how to write. I want to write a book. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I had started writing one, but then I just gave it up because I didn't know how to actually I know you're supposed to write what you know, you know, but sometimes when you write what you know, don't nobody is interested but you. (laughs) (laughs) So, what kind do you have to actually get a writing style? Because everybody should write a book because everybody has a story.
1: Well, my writing is basically um, giving hope um, to people. Um, Okay. I stick to. I stay focused on hope education, and entertainment. Okay. I wanted to be entertaining, and I want to be able to give people hope through my writing um, and educate at the same time. So just like with the kids' soaps, I'm educating because I'm actually giving the numbers for the small kids. I'm actually teaching them the numbers, and they can do some counting in the books. Um, The books are also some activity books. They can do some drawing in the books and some coloring. Oh, okay. Yes. And so um, the educational part is there. And the entertainment part, because I saw little jokes and kind of twisting some of the words, especially in respect, the book respect, kind of because it's like little jokes, but it's on a level uh, that a small kid would understand. Um, And so it's entertaining. And it also is allowing the children to want to read. Hopefully, that they would want to read these books and not just watching TV, but to grab a book and actually be entertained by the book and the the the, the way the characters are are made and designed. They're colorful. Um, so all that has to kind of fit in. You want to be able to give people, and like my audience, is the children. So I basically stay focused on what do children like? They right. like colorful things. Um, so you want to kind of create something um, that's designed for your audience. If, are you writing for women? Are you writing for men? Are you writing for children? So you want to focus on your audience. Who is your audience that you're trying to capture? So with my audience, I'm trying to capture children. So I wanted the the books and and I want all the dolls and things created on their level, on the small kids' level, because I'm writing for children. So I want the dolls to be colorful. I want them to be something that if we market them and we put them out for sale, they can't get hurt. So they're all cloth, and they can go in the washing machine. So all the dolls are made of cloth and knit, oh, and they can actually mm-hmm. the parents can give them to the to the, our children. They have nothing that can be pulled off and put in their mouth. Okay, it's all yarn, yarn for the hair, and um, the, it's just cloth. They're made out of cloth and yarn, so that the children can't pop anything off. No, no eyes that's going to come out and get in their mouth or anything like that. So basically you want to stay focused on your audience. Who are you trying to entertain? Because entertainment part is good. And then um, if, you're, if you're writing for to be informative, so what are you informing them of? So you kind of want to stay focused on those things. Okay, so you're great.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. That's actually like I said. I know a lot of people really would love to write, and even some of them can probably write some prose or poetry. Right? Doesn't have to be a a book of you know how to or anything like that. Just write what's in your mind. Some people probably want to write poetry, but the main thing, Shirley, is that you got to start. Is that right? Yes you got to gotta start. start somewhere. You just gotta you have start. to start. You can't just
1: talk about
0: it. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. You have so to I start. Guess. You
1: need to have something. In other words, you need to have something. If you're going to pray over it, have something to pray over. <laughs> so you need to <laughs> right. start. You need to put something on exactly. paper, and then you're going to pray for that to, to, to be developed. So you need to have something to even take to God in prayer. <laughs> so you need to start somewhere. Exactly. And, Basically, once you get started and you, you, you start just developing um, your pages, just take your time and stay focused on what is your intention. What do you, what do you want your books to come forward with? If you're writing okay. a love story, you want love in it. So right. How, how would you bring forth that love in your book? What What we're going to do
0: is take another little break, and when we come back, we're going to maybe do one more question, and then I want you to have the list of everything where people can contact to get your particular books, your writing, and whatever. Okay? So we're going to take another 30-second break, and we'll be right back. welcome back to Wish Upon a Star. My name is Andel Banks, and I'm your host. I want to introduce you to the fact that you can listen to any one of our shows on Wish Upon a Star Broadcasting on bbsradio.com, Station 1. We also welcome comments and suggestions, and those suggestions include anybody that you might know who want to be on the show. We have fifty affiliate stations, and you can go and get them at bbsradio.com forward slash affiliate hyphen partners. We're on iTunes, Facebook, and listen to all of our previous broadcasts in the archive link at bbsradio.com forward slash wish upon a star. Hashtag Archive. We're going to return to our guest, the noted and well-hardworking Shirley Cheeks Lo, writer, director, producer, inventor, and a business owner of, quote, kids, soap, books, and dolls, unquote. To continue our questioning, question: when did you discover your ability to write?
1: Well, um, writing was a passion uh, for me for many years, but I never took the time out to publish a lot of my writing. And my my first writing was published in 2009, and it was only published for family and friends. And it was called Visions and Dreams, based on the 66 books of the Word of God. And it was writing for hope and entertainment, but it was only basically for my family and friends. Um, I even decided to become uh, a little bit more aggressive uh, after uh, many years of just writing a little bit just for family, friends, for myself. Self-fulfillment and things I could write and look back on. Um, I was actually told many times that my, my uh, writing was the link to uh, my success um, by different people that had read my writing. They were telling me that um, basically this is where your money lies. Your money lies in your writing. Um, and a lot of my writing, I would actually, um, just, just like I said, just write for family and friends, and I was encouraged many times by different, um, family members, um, sometimes strangers that read my writing that, uh, basically, they would tell me, this is where your money lies. Your money lies in your writing. And, um, oh.
0: Great. I think a lot of us started because I started just, you know, drawing and giving all my paintings away to family and friends, and they loved it and said you should do it more. Well, I didn't think anything of it, but they did. And I think I sold mm-hmm. my first painting or drawing for 12 hours. I said, okay, this seems very lucrative. Let me carry on. <laughs> <laughs> now, This is where I want you to tell us everything about where we can get in contact and get this information before we go off the air.
1: Okay. You can, for those that come on Facebook or my Facebook friends and family, you can Facebook Kids Soap Books and Dolls on Facebook. You can also YouTube us at at kids soaps then we have a p.o. box also which is ks p o box one one five two zip code two one two zero three again i'm going to give you that address again with the city and the state it's KSPO box 1152 Baltimore Maryland 21203 you can um you can write to us you can facebook us or you can get us on the youtube
0: oh that sounds great
1: we're going to cut off now and Shirley,
0: again my deepest thanks for supporting wish upon a star and i certainly will get back with you So, what we're getting ready to do is to sign off. Thanks so
1: much, Shirley, and I will get back with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much for having me, and thank the audience so much for listening. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Shirley Chinkdielo,
0: writer, director, producer, inventor, and business owner of Kids, Soap Books, and Dolls. We leave you with his advice, her advice for making young people understand the importance of morality. If you don't know where to start, start with some of the things that she has outlined in Morality Principles. Truth, pride, dignity, respect, decency, faith, and honor. Again, our deepest thanks for listening to Wish Upon a Star, and may you enjoy the rest of the week. Bye. This is Ann Bank. Banks. Saying, keep looking to the stars, and our core coordinator Denise, thanks, saying thank you again for being a support member for five and
1: some five and a half years for Wish Upon a Star. Bye bye.